What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. That was Digger by Beyonce. Um, so welcome to the first episode of Create Your Story with Terrell Garnett. I wanted this to be as the first episode and for it to be in Black History Month. I wanted it to be something special for the culture. Um, so I have two gentlemen on that are also African-American and I want them to be able to share share their thoughts, their opinions on some of these questions that I'm going to ask, as well as them growing up being Black. Um, so I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you. Um, and yeah, so uh, we can start with Zach. Uh, so my name is Zach Arthur. I'm from Ventura originally. Uh, right now I'm living in San Luis Obispo. Been here for about five years now. I was working at an engineering firm to start with, and now I'm working for a heating and air conditioning company. Um, I'm 26 years old, um, you know, under quarantine like everyone else, just trying to, you know, make it by. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. And Easton? 
Hi, my name is Easton Simpson. I am a senior right now at Cal Lutheran University. Uh, basically, being a full-time student is my job right now, so I'm just trying to finish up strong, you know, and get it over with, and then hopefully jump into a career in uh, research and development uh, or anything else under business. So I'm just uh, happy to be here, too. Perfect. So I just want to get into it right now. Um, so the first question that I really have for you guys is basically, how is it different for you growing up in Black America? And I say Black America because essentially there's two different Americas. There's Americas for there's America for um, other races and then there's America for for Black people. So what is your guys' experience with growing up in Black America? Um, you know, I'd say in a sense kind of like walking on eggshells, you know, constantly feeling pressure to do the right thing and constantly be my best, you know, not being able to slip up as the consequences for me are a lot more severe than it would be for other people. Yourself, Easton? Uh, I feel like kind of the same, but I feel like at least growing up for me from, I guess, like pre-junior high, uh, I didn't really like notice as much. Uh, me and my sister did start out in like private schools and I feel like we were kind of sheltered from, you know, some of the horrors of Black America uh, and the way like Black people are definitely treated unfairly. But uh, we weren't like too sheltered from it because I remember we'd always have to like watch movies that our parents would like make us watch like oh like you have to be reminded like this is how it is and how it was is not that long ago so even though we were like being like you know private school this oh get good grades all that kind of stuff you know um we never failed to forget that like you know it could definitely switch up very quickly you know so yeah I totally feel you I um just recently was talking to some of my co-workers um or employees I should say um but I was talking to them about how there's two different types of justice systems and I didn't really want to get into the conversation because it wasn't the time nor the place to talk about this and one of the guys was like oh yeah I totally understand you or whatever and then they started talking about like the federal and I was like nope that's not what I'm talking about but it's cool we don't got to talk about it right now we can talk about this offline and then one of the other girls was like, no, no, I totally know what you're talking about. And like, she was just like, yeah, it's completely different. Like she's um, white and Mexican, but she looks more white and her dad is a cop, but I guess she has a brother that's um, black and they, um, I guess he had gotten arrested for whatever and they treated him so differently until they found out that his dad was white and a cop. Um, and she was saying that like it, it was like an eye opener for her to be able to see the differences between how you're treated when you're of color and when you're not. Uh, and and I was like, exactly what I'm saying, like white people or, you know, can commit the exact same crimes as us, but they get like a slap on the wrist. If even that most of the time they get off, um, whereas us, we get the book thrown at us. So like. For, for me, it's like uh, we have to not necessarily dress a certain way or do certain things, but we have to know what the stereotypes are. We have to know what everything is. So when we go into certain areas, we act accordingly. Whereas 
other races, excuse me, other races don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Like they, they don't see what we see. Um, and it's kind of, it's sad in a sense that people don't realize that how racism really, really is. Um, my next question for you guys is how, like, do you guys, so there's a lot of people out there that always say that they don't see color. Do you guys feel that it's important for them to see color or not important for them to see color? Yeah, I think it's stupid to say that you don't see color. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say when you're saying that, but, you know, by saying that you're just ignoring what it is, you know, like it's a real issue by not seeing color, you're kind of limiting yourself. You know, it's kind of putting everyone in the same category. So, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from when people make that statement, but I don't agree with that statement. Yeah, I feel the, the same, basically. I feel like it kind of ignores, uh, like, things that are going on, you know, and it's like, you might, like, I feel like uh, a lot of things that people say, you have to, like, see through their intentions, because if you don't, then that just creates a lot of chaos in a way, too, you know, but, uh, yeah, some of people say that, and I'm like, dude, like, what, what does that even mean, you know, like, obviously, like, <laughs> I am here, you know, yeah. and, like, if, like, even if you don't see color in a way, like, other people do you know yeah so it's like you could say it but it doesn't really mean anything you know because yeah. that doesn't change yeah. anything for like who we are and how we have to act for certain situations yeah I think that up until this past year like I was think I was on the thing like ah, I don't want you to see color like I want you to see me you know but I have to realize that I had to realize that to see me you have to see color like you, if you don't see color that means that you don't see what I go through on a daily basis or what my people go through on a daily basis you have to be able to realize and recognize I've had um, friends that I've lost due to everything that's gone on this year, just because of their ignorance. Um, so with that ignorance, what would you say if there's a white person or a person that's not black wants to help out with, you know, and combat racism, where do you feel they should start? Do some research. I mean, learn your history is a good place to start, I feel like. And I'm not talking about, like, the history, learning history class, learning your back history. You know, there's a lot of stuff that people don't get taught in the current education system that, you know, people just don't have a chance to experience or even learn about. So, I mean, I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah, I agree with that one. I feel like also this like instead of doing this like straight independent research too, I feel like it's always nice like if you have like a black friend like just ask them some questions, you know. Yeah, like they're, they're already there. So like if you really want to know like how it is, just just straight up ask them, you know, like sure it might be like an uncomfortable situation for like I guess both parties in a sense. But like once they know your answers then they could probably understand better, you know, the whole entire thing that's going on. Yeah, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. Yeah, I think the same way with like, even like my relationship. Basically, sometimes like you, you just gotta ask some questions, you know. And like, yeah. sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to know the answer sometimes, or the answer might make you uncomfortable. But it's like once you get it out the way, it's like okay, cool. Like now we can, you know, move actually forward. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't move forward until you like get like until you break that barrier. Basically, like you can't go anywhere. 
Yeah, I've I've actually experienced um I have cousins that are fair skinned that they don't look black at all, even though their mother's black um and dark skin. And I've come to realize and I've like expressed this to them, like you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get how it is to be black. Even though you're black, I'm not trying to take away your blackness, but you're not black. <laughs> like and I mean that as in you don't you weren't raised in, in the same way that I was raised, which me, and I'm not saying that you can't be raised in different ways and you still not be black. But what I mean by that is you don't experience, you haven't experienced anything that I've experienced. When your parents tell you to always hold your, keep your receipts just in case, when your parents told you that, they were telling you that just in case you wanted to return something. Well, my parents told me that it was because you don't want nobody to think that you stole something. Like you just don't, you don't see it. Um, and it, it really was an eye opener to me for to see that a lot of black people, no matter what skin tone, they honestly still don't get it. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced that at all. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'd say so. I mean, not myself personally, but I have heard of other black people who are kind of just oblivious to the whole situation. But Granted, you know, they were adopted, they were raised by very wealthy parents, um, very wealthy white parents who, you know, in a sense, didn't really care for Black people to begin with. So what they portrayed to her was a completely different image than what reality is. But yeah, I mean, it does happen. Well, I want to leeway into this next song by one of my favorite artists, Samo. The song is called ABS, and you'll understand why. All black shit. All black shit. I'll be in my kingdom. On my all black shit. All black shit. All black shit. I'll be in my kingdom. On my all black shit. I'm the nigga version of Rosa Parks. Ain't moving, bitch, I'm parked. Ready, set, nigga, on your mark. Nigga, you equivalent to a fart. I can't believe we've come this far. I pledge allegiance to the stars. Even though I'm black, I love white. We all know that white, right? What, what, what the fuck is my 40 acres in a mule? Stem check just hit, but the rent still do. Big burn at the race, and we all like, who? What the fuck is we all gonna do? I don't know, it's getting weird. I'm already black and I'm getting scared. Don't worry, son, just drink a beer. Our ancestors ain't living fear. I'm, I'm a name brand, you a motherfucking nice. Stay the fuck in your lane if you ain't trying to pop off. They want me to cool, they want me to take the black off. When niggas get together, it's a party and we left out. Can I jog in the motherfucking neighborhood without getting shot in the back? Is it true that everyone that voted 45 is really on crack? Hey, Juma, tell mama then we on, nigga. <laughs> There's like a couple of key things that he says in there. And as you hear that he uses the N-word a lot. Um, but I want to get into that question later. Um, but with that, um, he talks about like, are we able to jog, as he says, in the motherfucking park without getting shot in the back? So with all of the injustice that have happened, not just this past year, but literally every single year, um, I remember 
back in 2015, I was working at Vans. It was 4th of July. It was about to be 4th of July. And I remember someone asking me, was I um, going to celebrate 4th of July? And I said, nah, they are here killing us. And they thought I was joking, but I'm like, nah, I don't celebrate holidays like that because like, usually a black person dies during like, it just, it never fails. And literally someone got shot and shot in the back. They handcuffed, I forget which one. It's been so many of them that I forget which one it was. But I remember seeing the video the next morning that um, he was handcuffed and then they shot him in the back. And and with that, I remember um, one of our coworkers, I'm not going to say their names, um, was <laughs> one of their coworkers. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Zach. I know this story, yeah. Yes, and he, he was like, oh, he was like, um, well, I would have shot him too. And I know you was hot under the collar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so my question is with um, everything that like, how is it for you guys working in in places where there's other people that just don't get it and the, these conversations come up? Um, but before you answer that, um, I do want to welcome Diamond on the, uh, the line. Hey, Diamond. On the line, I said like it's a phone call. Oh, sorry. Hi, guys. Hey. Nice to um, meet everyone. Haven't seen yeah. many who's in here right now. Okay, so there's Zach in here, and we have um, Easton. But before we start, I want you to uh, introduce yourself. Okay, um, my name is do. Diamond. Um, I grew up in Oxnard, California. I'm 26 years old. I had to think about that. Um, <laughs> I am currently a nail tech, and I also... Sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm a nail tech, and I also work at the DMV, so that's just a little bit about me. So the question that I just asked was, uh, with everything that's going on with these injustices, and you guys are at work and stuff, and like these conversations are had, and you're working with somebody that just doesn't get it, like what are your experiences, like how do you either correct them, do you ignore it, do you, like how do you deal with it? Um, a lot of it's honestly, I'm just not a confrontational person. So it's kind of just been like a little bit of ignoring. I just ignore it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory at times. Like it, 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 I give off that vibe. Like, you know what? Like, I, I, like I clearly heard you, but I'm going to act like I didn't hear you. You know what I mean? Because it's probably best if I act like I didn't hear you. <laughs> so I kind of just deal with it in that way instead of being like confrontational because that could lead to other things. You know what I mean? Like worse situations. Yeah. And you and you're going to elaborate, Zach, on what I was leaning into the incidents with our, our previous coworker. And basically he said that he would have shot the unarmed black guy too. And this guy oh, yeah. wanted to be a cop. Yeah. So just a little backstory. So back in 2015, I was asked by one of my coworkers at the time if I was going to do anything for the 4th of July. And I said, nah, because they out here killing us. This is 2015. And I don't celebrate like big holidays, New Year's or stuff like that, because some shit always happens and someone black always dies. <laughs> um, and this particular incident, I wish I want to say it was Grant. Last, this guy's name, last name was Grant, but I'm not 100% positive because there's been so many that have been killed that I just really don't remember which one it was. But anyways, um, it was shot in the back. He was unarmed. And our coworker, Zach and I's coworker at the time, um, basically said that he agreed with what the cops did, even though the guy was handcuffed, unarmed, and then shot in the back. 
or it might have been in the chest, to be honest. Um, so Zach's was going to elaborate on his feelings in that in that moment and how he if he would have still handled the situation the same way or if he would handle it differently. Man, so Graham, that was my first job, you know, it's my first time being in the workplace. I didn't realize that was your first job. Yeah, man, so like <laughs> my first time coming across any kind of situation like that. At the same time, you know, I was still living at home, um, you know, like I didn't have bills. And so my reaction then, you know, I got all hot and heated and was trying to get confrontational and all this, you know, now... I'm just trying to secure the bag, man. You know, like, <laughs> bills are still going to need to get paid regardless. So at the end of the day, like, I work. I keep my head down. People don't mess with me. I mean, I don't know if I just give off a certain vibe. But, you know, I, don't, I haven't had any issues at work. I mean, there was that time. But, I mean, any other time I've had an issue, it's been other people around me who have stepped up and said something you know, I've been the one to get confrontational. So I've never really had to do anything, but that's that's not me in the workplace. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to secure my bag and get out of there as soon as I can. I, I totally get that. Sorry, I have like the hic- hiccups. <laughs> um, yeah, like Easton, have you ever experienced anything like this in the workplace or school or anything? Uh, fortunately. No, uh, I feel like at least everywhere I've worked, like I think the four or five places, uh, I've like I've been lucky to be surrounded by a very diverse group of coworkers, and even when I was at Van, like at least like you were there with me at the time, you know. So it's like even if something did come up and someone did try to say something stupid, it's like oh, like it don't even matter. I don't even have to say anything because like Terry's gonna say something, and you're what assistant manager too, yeah. And Eddie was the store manager too, so I was like, well, Eddie didn't know he was no, black, so I mean, go there. when I when I came there, he did, you know, that's when he like had that self journey thing going yeah. on, you know. And I feel like during that time, especially, I was like, I feel like anyone. That even wants to say anything, it'd probably be too afraid to say anything, you know. I think because <laughs> like no matter what, like each shift, you, you're gonna have someone black working with you, and like I just felt like it, it just wasn't gonna happen, you know. Yeah, I think that um, the biggest thing that I've noticed, not like I haven't, well, besides the whole thing with um, that person we were talking about earlier, the biggest thing that I think I noticed with working, especially with you, Easton, was that for some odd reason they always confused us oh yeah and i, I don't get that it like, we look, and it's happened a couple of times and like you just asked me if i needed help and i'm like i didn't even come up to you and i'm like oh you're talking about the other black guy that's <laughs> yeah. a little bit darker than me that has glasses on and his hair's not colored so yeah I, mean, <laughs> like, I did have my head shaved at the time though i didn't yeah I didn't it might have been short but my hair was like pink or blue at the time yeah, so yeah, like there's no like, excuse and for we don't even to... like dress the same either exactly. like sure we both wear van stuff but like you'd be wearing something like complete i'd be wearing like a t-shirt and some shorts you'd be wearing like jeans and like the the yellow long sleeve you have yes, or something you know yeah, like, like n- nothing about us looked alike do you guys ever um have you guys ever like experienced that stuff where people just assume that all black people look alike i have yeah. actually something to say about that <laughs> yes please i had a, i had a person that actually came into the dmv one time and this is This is like maybe two months after me working there. I was just still fresh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I had this guy come up to me and he was like, "Uh, 
you're he came I don't know if you guys know what the real idea is real ideas that that scam that you got to get on your driver's license now before October of this year are you guys aware yeah. of what that is yeah okay. to travel oh yes, yes, yes yeah yes. So it's a problem so we're doing a bunch of those document checking at our office so I had somebody that I guess came in back in like okay so I'm I'm working in like August this is like he's this guy comes up to me and he's like um I brought in these documents because you're the one that told me the last time that I, I didn't have the right ones. And I said, I'm the one who told you? Because and I, I let him talk. I let him continue to talk to me and tell me like, okay, like what, what happened? I was like, well, sir, if somebody told you that, I was like, it wasn't me. And he was like, no, it was you. He goes, I know because it was your hair. He goes, I recognize your hair. I said, sir, nobody else in this office has hair like me. And I cert- most certainly was not working here in May. I started a month ago, like a month or two ago, you know? So I know for facts, it was not me. So you can go lie. I told him, I was like, you can go lie at another window because I'm not going to help you today. <laughs> so I, I don't do that. I don't play that. But I've had somebody accuse me just because I look like maybe another black girl that worked there or whatever. It wasn't me, you know? So I, I hate when people do things like that. Like, you know, and, and they're so like, I, I work in Thousand Oaks. So that shit is like mm. nothing but, you know, white people yeah so pretty much pretty much that's what i gotta deal with over there i mean but okay that's just my story i was just gonna say that i've had that happen to me but you know on the more positive side you know, i get confused for oh do you play a uh, football for this school <laughs> and there's not there's not a lot of black people up in san luis obispo you know so back yeah. when we could go to bars and things like that I used to get free drinks, you know, get let in for free, things like that. So, I mean, I've had that happen. I've got confused, but it, you know, it's been a good thing for that time. Yeah. But still at, at the same time, like that's still. Yeah. I mean, at the same, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just like, wow, the disrespect, but. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like it's disrespectful. It, I'm not, I'm not saying not to take it. Like if they, if yeah, that's their fault, they confused four you. shots, you know, let me yeah. get my boys some shots too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just it's just crazy um especially just even when you work in in a place like um there's usually never any other black people there especially like if one if you're working where we live now it's usually mostly hispanics um and depending on what part of the area that you work in it's either more white people but there's and you'll be lucky if there's another black person so um when we me personally, as a manager, when I would hire people and they'd interview people, I would, um, if you're black, you're probably going to get the job. <laughs> yeah, both of, the, both of you guys. I, hired so both I got of my you job. Yeah. My first job. <laughs> <laughs> because, and you guys are both good workers. Hey, so Terry hired out. both of us. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, and that's like sad to say, but I mean, like, I, I'm tired of being the only black person where I, you know, where I go somewhere because... I want somebody to under to understand and to to get me. And a lot of times, like we have um, Hispanic people that do understand to a certain extent, but even then, I find that some of them are still oblivious. Like uh, I I find a lot that the younger age people of that are Hispanic are don't even want to be Hispanic. So because they don't even want to be their own culture, they. They, I don't want to say they want to be black because that's not the case either. They, everybody wants to have our culture. Don't give it, don't get it twisted. Um, 
let me not say everybody, but most people do. But even then they still, it's more of a thing that like, uh, there's a saying that I say is like, you can't, um, you can't, it's about rhythm and blues. So basically you can't, um, I'm like forgetting the damn saying right now. You can't dance to our rhythm without feeling our blues. So in a sense, like if you want to take our culture and everything and like it's for free you can borrow it you can use it you know however you want to but when shit really goes down and hits you can't turn a blind eye now and I find that a lot of people are doing that do you guys feel the same or do you absolutely absolutely I feel like if you can't sympathize or understand the culture that you're trying to rep or trying to replicate, like, it's just weird to me. It's all really weird to me that people won't do their research, but they love and dress and sing. And, you know, like they adore that, but they don't want to be that, you know, everybody wants yeah. to, everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be a nigger. You know, I'm sorry. Thank you. My language if you. No, 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 it's fine. Black, but, you know, like, you know, everybody want to be black, but nobody, don't nobody want to be us, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's always been like that but I mean I feel like now especially like I'm in I'm, I live in LA now and and I'm from Oxnard so like to see the transition and the different kind of people that I meet out here in this area that's so diverse and so open to cultures it's fucking amazing I, I feel so bad for the people that are kind of just like limited to what they to what they know you know what I mean because there's so much just more out there I really love it out here. So I like I like that it's really diverse. People like understand like they they don't only dress like it, but they're very knowledgeable on subjects. You yeah. know what I mean? I appreciate I, that that people teach me things sometimes. Yeah, even I've noticed like even LA because I'm usually in LA a lot. Well, I was before this whole COVID thing, but even with the COVID and everything and the protests that happened, like. I went down to LA. I said, "There's more minorities and white people out here protesting for Black Lives Matter than Black people." Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, it it is nothing but them, and I yeah. love it. It's so crazy. It's and so crazy. It's, it's good to see um, people so so woke. Um, what whether they're doing it just to 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 what's the word to compensate for their whiteness um, or for you know. It, whether that's the case it, to me that doesn't matter as long as you're actually you know it's one of those things like if you're doing the right thing for the wrong reason is it still bad kind of thing yeah. um so i'm gonna play another song um and then we're gonna get into the next uh, question
That song is by Ravon and Little Rod, um, featuring Breathe Cod, Police the Police. Um, and there's a few things that I want to get into with that. Um, one being defunding the, the police. Um, what does that mean for you guys? Because I feel that a lot of people that hear defund the police don't understand what it really means. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought defunding the police meant like taking away their, like, I guess, like, their ability to have, like, things, like, I don't know if you, like, how do I explain it? Like, ability to to have, like, more devices against us or against the people. So, like, meaning, like, less guns, um, less maybe, uh, like, street cameras and, like, things like that. Like, things that are just, you know, like, unnecessary, you know, that they've now made, like, super like necessary which is not like we had we didn't have it before like all this equipment that the police are using and yeah you know like going around in tanks like is that is that necessary I, I don't know if that's necessary or not but I mean we're not saying get rid of the police entirely you know but like just the budget that the police have you know does not need to be that large like why not use that money towards um I don't know, improving the roads, you know, it's not, yeah, schools, you know, there's so many other things that money could go towards, you know, that wouldn't have an impact on crime, you know, crime wouldn't go up because the police no longer have access to these kinds of things or using like military grade equipment, like, yeah, like, I don't want to see these fucking cops in these sports cars. Yeah. So realistically speaking, the defunded police doesn't necessarily mean take any money away from them. However, it means to the money that they do have to put it in stuff and shit that is going to benefit us, like such as getting them more training. Um, like, why do you need a, this sports car or do you, why do you need th- like when the other cars work perfectly fine? So you're giving them more money to get more guns, to get more tanks, but you're not giving them more money to get more training. Like, this is, like, the one job out of all the jobs that has the least amount of training, but it has the, you know, like, the most, they're put in front of people to protect us, and they're not protecting nothing, or or at least not us. Like, when you look on the side of a police car, it says protect and serve. So, if we call you guys, and we're the ones who get shot, who did you then protect and serve? So who's going to, as the song says, police the police? Right. And we've come to a place where that's just not happening. This is why they're protesting, not rioting. There are rioters and looters, but most of those people was y'all Caucasians. Um, granted, I mean, like it'd be setups. But yes, exactly. And then yeah. I'm not saying that no black people riot and looted, but where's my, you know? 40 acres and a mule. My next question, and I think it's a huge question, is why do you feel, why do you, why do we think, and I say us because this happens with us, um, that light skin is 
better than dark skin? Why is light skin prettier? Why is light skin more appealing? Why, why if you have natural hair, it's looked down upon? Like, it's not just the white people, you know, like it came from them, but society makes us believe these things. Maybe we don't believe these things, but there's so many of us that really do. I honestly, I honestly want to say that sometimes I feel like being light skin is worse than being dark skin. How so? Because either, because either way, I feel like either side judges me. Like I've always grown up not black enough. You know what I mean? Like I ain't black enough because I, I got light skin and niggas, think, niggas who are darker skin than me think that I must have lived either a better life or must not have uh, received the same type of, uh, I guess, like uh like racism in the world, like things that I ha- I've dealt with myself. Like, no, there's no light skin racism and dark skin racism. It's it's the same. It's all the same thing. You know what I mean? So like, and then I get a lot of colorism from my fellow black people too, as well. Like, like I said, like I'm not I'm not black enough. Like niggas can't niggas don't like me because I'm light skin or like. And then white people, I'm a nigga because I got nigga hair. Like, I, so I can't. I'm not I'm not Mexican. You know what I mean? Like I'm half Mexican, half black. And I've always, I've always gravitated towards my black side because they've been the most accepting of me. But um, it's just, it's always been like a, I feel in the middle. I've never been, I've never felt like I had a space for myself. Like I never, I never belonged any, any which way. You know what I mean? Like a no, no sense of like belonging. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to, no, it totally does. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here because I know that you're a mixed race and I wanted you to be able to talk about the, the difference um, that you experience from, you know, us that are not mixed or and stuff. Um, But uh, Zach, you're um, of a darker skin complexion. Have you ever faced any of those things wanting to be a little light skin or lighter or any of that? I mean, when I was younger, yeah, but you know, I used to get made fun of for the color of my skin and whatnot. But at the same time, I wasn't really around a lot of other black people. I mean, up when, when I started running track um, for a club, you know, that's kind of when I saw more people like me. Um, but yeah, not really. And you know, if anything, I've been getting get a lot of compliments for the color of my skin. That's awesome. You know, yeah, so I mean, childhood maybe, yeah, but not so much now. What about you, Easton? Uh, I mean, I felt like a lot of the, uh, I guess there is some favoritism towards lighter skin sometimes, and that's not even with just black people that I've noticed too. Uh, like I remember I had a teacher in high school and I think it was my Spanish teacher. She's Mexican and she was lighter skin and she was telling me how like, even down there, you know, if you have lighter skin, like people do like want you more for some reason, you know? So it's not just us all the time, but I feel like recently, at least, I feel like that that does kind of go back a little bit more in the past, you know, but now I feel like people are more accepting of darker skin tones and they find more beauty in darker skin tones. So I feel like it kind of goes both ways in a sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. What were you going to say, Zach? I was going to say, I feel like, you know, just the whole light skin versus dark skin thing, just the way to divide us as a whole, you know? Yeah. And it started like... It started from slavery. Yeah, yeah. Like it really did. Like if you were a lighter skin, more than likely you were in the house. Hence yeah. the word house. Take care of the children. You know? Yeah. Yep. I and mean, cooking. Yep. Yeah. But, but when you think about it, like 
from the people on the outside, they're thinking like the darker skin people are thinking you're getting treated better, but you're still getting beat and raped. Yeah, you might not be getting beaten, raped as much. You might actually be getting raped more, actually. You know, think about it, um, because you were having their kids. Hence, why we have lighter. You know, yeah, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure George Washington. Yes, I said George Washington mm-hmm. was beaten and having and raping his slaves. Oh yeah, I mean all like the first ten presidents, probably the yeah. first twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like, and everybody right. likes to give not nah, no shade to Abraham Lincoln. He did a lot, but he had slaves too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, talk about it. Um, so with um, natural hair, I know I hear a lot of times, even from like my mother or just other adults, like it's like they're programmed in their, in their head for if your hair is a little more coarse that you don't have good hair. Um, and it's just, it, it's, looked upon like so negatively even when people have like locks like I call them locks some people call them dreads um but a lot of people don't know where the term dreadlocks came from so locks were just what we've had from the beginning of time and white people used to say that they were dreadful hence the name dreadlocks oh wow yeah it can't it's where the name yeah so um, I try not to call them dreadlocks, but it's just so what's what people call them. But the dread is for dread, dreadful. <laughs> um, wow. Like it's like so many things that we we are accustomed to. We don't realize that they really came from something bad. Like even the the song "Any Mini Mighty Mo." Like it used to be any mini yeah. mini mo cast that nigga by a toe. And I'm like, so now it makes me think: was any mini and mighty black people? Cause those do sound like some like older black wow. names when you think about it. Um, Dang, you know what? Like, <laughs> I, I never thought about that. But now like, that you said that, that that I will never do that ever again. Yeah, and then there's the whole thing. Do you guys believe in reverse racism? No. Yes. You do? How so? Well, okay, wait, what do you mean believe in it? Like, do you believe it's a real thing? Reverse racism. Oh no! Oh. No, I'm about to say. I was like, I need to hear yeah. this. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Do I believe people think that? Yes, but yeah. it does not exist. It's no. not real. There's this thing that um, white people like. Well, you guys call us crackers or whatever, and a lot of people think that when the word cracker actually comes, because they're white and crackers are pale, that's not where the word cracker even came from. Exactly, Zach. It's from the the cracker weird? was the person that whipped the slaves they're cracking the whip um so therefore the cracker has nothing to do with somebody's skin tone it could have been even the or we said earlier the house nigga um whipping the slaves or whoever was whipping them with the whip that's where the term cracker came from but because the slaves owners were white it just got picked up and people think that when you call someone a cracker you're basically saying it's it's against white people and it's a racial slur when in reality it's actually not a racial slur um, that's just I learned something new. See, and this is why we had a podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I do want to talk about was um, how um, mental illness in our community is, is I, I know people that don't even, that are Black, that don't even believe in mental illness, which is so crazy to me because it's scientifically proven that it's a real thing. And I believe that we all go through it in different shapes and forms. Um, but why do you guys feel that it's so taboo for us to even want to go and get help? 
I'm not really sure. Wait, but say, I'm always... sorry. Say that question one more time. I could barely hear you. I was saying that um, in the our community, black community, it's always taboo for a, when it comes to um, mental health issues to actually want to go out and seek help in, in regards to mental health. Um, granted, there's some of us that do go out and seek the mental health, but why do you feel that it's a taboo in our community to go, go and get help? I just feel like it's not um, even just mental health that really is like the main thing we don't seek to get help for but even things like going to like the dentist or going to the doctor you know i know like black people like don't go to the dentist the doctor is like they're scared of the dentist and the doctor for helping them so it's like you can even go take those right. like baby steps you know it makes it even harder to get help for like mental you know, health I, I think a, i think a lot of it has to do with also too going to see no offense, but most therapists, dentists, and doctors are white people. I don't think a black person exactly. is going to go seek help from another white person. That's yeah. why it's very hard, and I feel like a lot of people think like, you know, what can this, what can this person teach me or help me with? You know what I mean? Like, they ain't me. They ain't got to deal with the same struggles as me. They ain't the same color as me. How could they possibly relate to me? Yeah, plus a lot you of know, the stuff so. in the systems are really messed up too. Like, you know, like a lot of people say that they go to the doctor and then they don't get the right help or they're not listening to them because of that they're black, you know? So it's like, you're going to go to the doctor and they're not going to help you because you say you're black or they know you're black and they don't give you the right yeah. treatment or something like that. Then it makes it like, why am I even going to go if they're not going to help me anyways? And know? they're doing a study on this too. Like um, doctors perceive black women to be stronger and like more susceptible to pain. So they weren't administering them the, yeah. um, you know, I guess correct dosage that they would another patient. Yeah, I mean they always want to see like black people it's like, oh, you guys are so strong. It's like, dude, like I'm, I'm the same, you know, I'm just yeah, a regular dude, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're so strong. It's like, no, dog, I'm, I'm not fucking. I'm Michael weak. I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Terry Crews. Like, I'm, I'm, just, yeah, I'm not Terry Crews. <laughs> Speaking of Terry Crews, he's a coon. We ain't gonna talk about oh, him on this yeah, show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Terry Crews is a is a coon. Um, and those of you that don't know what a coon is. Google it. I'm not teaching y'all everything today. Um, but um, yeah, um, yeah, they really do think that that we're stronger. We can withstand more. And that very well may be true, but that simply because we had to, not because we want to. Yeah. I don't see color. That's what they say. Term used to cover for their race. Phone call. Their black life at stake. Hands up, don't shoot, this too late I can't breathe, cause I'm still hanging from a tree yeah. And you have the audacity to question me about the way I feel My blood is still on the ground We built it up, now it's going down They say forget about the past. No, way, no, never, no, never, ever, don't never, no, ever. Disrespect the black race again. Get this suppressed, put your knee on his neck No, not ever, no, never again, nah This ain't gon' end in your favor, ah Gave you a chance and you silenced us But truth is we're waking and rising 
love black people the way you love black culture so much how about you love black people the way you love black culture so much how about you need black people the way you need black culture so much how about you need black people the way you need black culture That song again was by Nevea. It's called Never. And as you hear in the song, she's basically explaining one, never disrespect the black race again. Like we've gone through so much. And like a lot of the stuff that she said in the song, we already talked about on the podcast. But um, I, I do want to ask, and I feel like this is an important topic because um, us being black, um, and I feel that it's come up so much the n-word um why is it okay why do you guys feel that it's okay for black people to say the n-word but not okay for other races too because we are it i mean like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't feel like it's that simple you know it, it's but for other people i i like when i tell you i like argued down about a week ago with somebody about why they should not use the n-word and it was a hispanic person and at a point, I'm like, it's not my responsibility to help you with your ignorance. It's not, that's yeah. not my job. Um, but it, it got to a point, finally, they they understood where I was coming from, but it took two damn days. When I mean two days, I literally mean two days, like for them to get it. Um, but in your guys' own words, um, or, or in just in actions, like, do you allow your friends that are not black to use the word in front of you guys? Do you say anything if you do hear it or do you turn a blind eye or what are your experiences? I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't say it too often. So I guess since I don't throw it around, you know, people around me don't throw it around, but I mean, there have been situations where someone has said it and like, you know, there's usually been other people around and, I've never had to be the one to call someone out, you know, and it's someone who's, you know, like, for example, it'd be like a white person who's quick to snap on that person, you know, and like, for me, it's just, I don't care for other people saying it, but like, what am I really going to do? Like, I can argue with them about it, you know, and I'm willing to talk about it with them, but me causing them physical harm or, anything of the session. That's the difference between them coming at me aggressively with it, like, you know, hard art and all versus, oh yeah, they're like rapping a song other than they like accidentally drop it next to me. It is an accident? Well, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't yes. accidentally, but well, when, no, when so I, the reason I say is, that is because when people use the word in a song okay that's as you will and then they accidentally drop it in front of you to me that means that you've been saying it all this time because it shouldn't well, have been an accident and that's what, yeah, <laughs> so they're gonna be saying it all the time regardless you know i mean i prefer people don't say it around me and i will gladly educate someone as to why they shouldn't say it around me but at the end of the day with how frequently it's dropped in songs how frequently it's used like, I know people are still going to be using it the moment they're not around their Black friends, you know? I mean, and I applaud the people who really do try not to, you know? Or, and it shouldn't be that hard, there. though. It really shouldn't be that hard. It really shouldn't, you know? I had to... But um, people being people are going to still use it. I had to explain to this person the other day. I said, okay, so let's say they're like, well, Black people use it around me. 
And I was like, so what happened if your mama called you a bitch? You gonna call your mama a bitch? And I was like, cause that word's used in songs all the time. And they're like, well, no, that's different. I said, how? And then they couldn't explain to me how it's different. Like it's the same thing. So out of respect for your mom, you're not gonna use the word in front of her. So even if like, why do you think that it's okay to say it and like well black people call us nigga and I'm like well they very well well do that but the main difference for me with the word is that I can't harm anybody calling somebody that whereas you can harm somebody calling using the word n-word and like they still just were not getting it so then at this point I'm like okay this is what we gonna do you're my friend so out of a respect for me you should just not use the word solely out of respect that right there. Yeah. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. And when like, I broke it down like that, I, like they were still trying to fight with me about it. I said, so you're telling me that your use of the word is more important than our friendship. And then they were like, well, well, no, like, and they're like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, you know, like it, the word should not yeah. be that important for you guys to still want to use it. Especially when you guys really don't know the history people have died and the last words they heard was the N-word. Like, and I per- I personally don't use it that much. Like before when I was younger, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't care really. Like I'm not, not that I didn't care. I just didn't notice it. Like it didn't, you know? Yeah. I feel like the older you get, the more you start being yeah, more aware. Exactly. Like when I was like between the ages of like 13 and like probably even like 19 years old, oh, I was like, just bad, bad, bad. You know, like, <laughs> I'm gangbanging out here, you know? And then like yeah. after that, like, like so much, like even like a year or two can change you and you're just like, dang, like, what was I doing? You know, like, like I don't need to even say it myself that much. Even if I, even if I can, you know, I just don't have the need to do it anymore. And like yeah. Terry, like how you're saying, like it really is a respect thing, you know? Like if your friends and the people around you really respect you, you know, they're not going to, say it and like mm-hmm. i feel like i've noticed it the most with like my best friend like he's mexican right i've never once heard him or like his family or like anytime i go over even say it or even get close to saying it you know and like that's that's why he's my best friend you know because yeah. like i know like it doesn't even cross his mind you know like it doesn't even come up for him at all you know and like that just makes me like love him as a friend even more because i'm like this this is my bro you know like yeah. he don't even he's not even tempted you know so it's definitely a big a big part of the respect and how you know your friends and family see you and like even they do slip up it's all about it's not about like making a point it's about correcting their ignorance towards it you know yeah Mm -hmm. and educating them too you know yeah it's just it's it's a terrible word um and i feel that a lot of people really still don't get it and it's so sad. And like the main thing I say is like, yeah, like I'm your nigga today, but if you get pissed off at me, now I'm that stupid nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it just yeah, the context changes. And and there's so many, and like I always love black Twitter because they always see these videos of these Hispanic guys and they're like, nigga, nigga, and then you're like, you know, arguing with each other, and then you look at the comments, they're like, I hear the word nigga, but I don't see a nigga in sight. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's just it's it's an important thing. So I feel like the, that word divides us. I try not to use it. I want to say about like three, four years ago um, is when I really like stopped using the word. Like, you know, get, granted, I do use it here from time to time, but um, I, I'm very careful now who I say it around. Um, 
because I don't want them to think that I think that it's okay that you use it. Yeah. Um, but it, and it's, I feel that being black for me, um, I always have to do that. We, we have to walk on eggshells in front of people and it comes to a point where you, you kind of get tired of it, but it's, it's, you know, you're cu- accustomed to it. Like I can't be my authentic self 100% of the time because my authentic self is looked down upon. Like I have to, to basically lower my, my light in a sense, blow out my candle a little bit to accommodate for people's feelings and like you know like it's not my fault that you're intimidated by my power my blackness my whatever the case is and then there's the other aspect is when we go to a job we have to work twice as hard to get half the credit or half the you know yeah um and uh, i was gonna say it's like the same way uh I used to get to like hide your your true self. It's like the same with like using like a black scent, basically. You know, yeah. it's like like when I'm around like my black friends, like I can be me. You know, I can be whatever I want. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. But then as soon as I like, hang out with like a group of like other people, it's like I gotta like take that down a few notches. You know, especially like especially if I'm in class or like you know at school doing something. If I'm in my I'm in like a business fraternity too. If I'm at an event, you know, like it's like I <laughs> you can't be. You know, I'm like up yeah. here and I gotta be like, oh wait, I gotta. You know, it's Easton in a suit now. It's not Easton in a hoodie no more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I remember I used to, um, I don't even know. Like, it's so funny. When I was working at the Ventura Van store, I used to wear a crown. I believe you remember this Easton yeah. all the time. And I don't know why I just wore the crown just to wear the crown. And this white guy came into the store one day and he's all like, why do you, why do you have the crown on your head? Like, he's like, I just have to ask. And I had to think of something on the spot, but I was like, well, realistic speaking in, in the society that I live in, um, people tell me who I am and uh, I define who I am. So me wearing mm-hmm. this crown shows that I am royalty, that I am somebody important, that I am a legend. Um, and he's all like, dang, I just came here, here, you know, to get one answer and I left a philosophy, but it's true. I felt, and and at that point, like, I didn't wear the crown for that reason, but like, it really made me think like, why do I still have this crown on? Like, but it, it was to, you know, yeah. it, it symbolized something, even though I, I didn't see it at that time, it really did symbolize something. Well, there's been plenty of times where I've worked at several different jobs and I didn't want to be there, but I still did the best that I could do because as a black man, I have to do the best that I can do because if I don't, it makes every other black person that they come across, they're going to think like, oh, well, he, since he's shit, then this black person's going to be shit. And the fact that people really do think like that, they take their experience from one black person and portray it onto all black people. Whereas with white people, they don't, that one experience with that one white person, they just chalk it up to that one experience with that one white person. It's not based on the entire race. And there's so many other people in the in this world that have never, that live in like, I don't know, Arkansas or something that they probably don't live in a community where they even see black people. So all they see is us on TV. And what do you see when they put us on TV? It's usually like housewives (laughs) loving hip hop. Like not all of us are like that. Like your experience is what you see and that's your perception. And I get perceptions reality to a lot of people, but there's so many different people. Like they're, 
is nobody else that's I mean I'm gonna say this though there's nobody else that is like Easton there's nobody else that's like Zach you guys are two different individual people and but one person something foul that Easton does now people are gonna think oh like I'm not even gonna give Zach a chance because he's probably like Easton <laughs> and, and it's sad but that's like the reality yeah, that we live in yeah. any thoughts yeah I agree with you uh, yeah, it'd be like that right? you know that's probably why I can't find an internship right now you know like <laughs> someone probably messed it up for me you yeah, know? For real. <laughs> especially because I'm in the, the Thousand Oaks area too you know so it's yeah. like it's real easy for for one there's only like five of us out here you know you, <laughs> go, you know so so probably one of those five messed it up for me and that's why yeah. I can't get nothing now you know it, it, it'd be like that and and or you'll get the job just because you are black um oh, and you gotta meet that, their quota you know? <laughs> like the job that i work at now for over a year i was the only black male in, in the company and there's over 300 people yeah. and i didn't realize until maybe a couple months in when i asked one of the homegirls there i was like hey mo am i the only black guy that works here and she's all like dang now that you say it, yeah you are and i'm like <laughs> oh cool I'm a unicorn like and then I <laughs> was really thinking like damn that's actually kind of strange out of three yeah, over 300 people in the company yeah. that I'm the only one like either black people aren't applying really or they're not hiring they're not hiring them. like it's only one of yeah. two reasons um and then you got to think like did I get the job because I interviewed really well or because you were trying to meet your quota yeah. And they people say that's not a thing, but it is. It like is you need thing. to look diverse. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I see granted, companies like LinkedIn's all the time, you know, exactly. when they show like their picture for like diversity and inclusion or whatever, like that exactly. black is like, oh, yeah, our, our diverse group, and there's like <laughs> one black dude. And I was like, I was like, I see like a bunch of pale skinned people, and then there's like one person that has some color in them. Like you said, you're diverse. I'm like, and you didn't want to hire me. I was like, so it, was he the one? He, was he the one for you? And I'm not. I'm not yeah, we, we started I'm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad, but it's the reality of how how we live, and I feel like people don't really see it. I um, only have a few more questions, but one question that I really wanted to ask um, is with everything that happened in June with uh, George Floyd's murder. Um, how did that affect you guys? I mean, it's it's sad, but it's not surprising, especially because like the past, I feel like five years, especially, you know, it just keeps on like increasing and increasing. But I think the only thing that changes with the increase is that more people notice over the the time that's passed, you know? Mm -hmm. So sure, we started off with just like Trayvon Martin and like a few others, you know, over the, the years. But what I haven't seen back then that I see now is like how many more people actually, you know, are stepping up to support, you know, which also helps me, you know, I think it helps me like, I'm able to use my voice more because more people are listening, you know, versus before, yeah. like I could say something and like people were like, that's cool, Easton, whatever, you know, let's go back to playing games, you know, like, yeah. but now it's like, if I say something, people are more willing to listen because they're, they're seeing it more themselves too. And I feel like social media has like almost helped that because think about yeah, before, definitely. I think when like, Trayvon Martin got got killed uh like Twitter wasn't as big as it is now Instagram wasn't as big as it is now uh mm -hmm. people only had like cable television so like they had to see it if they don't see the news they don't see it you know if they don't read the paper they don't see it but now it's like since it's so big on Twitter Instagram whatever you have TikTok whatever everyone's seeing it no matter what you know because mm -hmm. 
even if uh, some adult doesn't have TikTok, their kid probably does. And they're going to see it. And they're yeah. going to show their parents like, oh, dad, look what's happening right now. And, you know, it just, it just spreads so much faster than it used to that it's it's helping everybody in a sense. And especially me, because like now I can I can use my voice to to say things and people will, you know, they'll pay attention more. So I think it's it's a, a sad reality, but it's uh, somewhat helpful, you know, for moving forward. So, I agree. That's all I got to uh, say about it. <laughs> what about you, Jose? <laughs> uh, same. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like he was saying that it's sad, but you know, like we're so used to this, it's happened so frequently. Yeah, I'm not surprised by it, but I am very happy to see just the amount of change that's been happening over the years. I mean, like he was saying, you know, the, amount of protests, the amount of information that you're seeing on social media now. So many people are posting, reposting, and whether or not they're doing it just because it's a, a fad, as some might say, or if they genuinely care, you know, the word is still getting out there. And so it's nice to see that, you know, more people are trying to get involved and wanting to learn more about what's going on. It sucks about what's happening, but it does seem like you know, people are responding more to it. I agree. I think that the difference between George Floyd's murder and all these other ones is that not that it was televised, but yeah, essentially it was televised. And that like, because with Trayvon Martin, most of these murders that we've seen were after the fact. We didn't witness them or or if we did witness them, they were just shot. Mm -hmm. We literally watched him suffer the 10 12 minutes with that knee on his neck um and we watched him take his last breath when the cop could have easily just shifted his weight to his back or something um so it was it was different um granted like you guys said it was just like okay this again kind of thing where it we're not sort of outraged granted there's a lot of people that were extremely outraged and it wasn't outraged because like oh like it was more of a like, not again, like, you know, like enough is enough. Like we got to stand up. Um, and it just from the beginning of time, like these are the same things that are happening. Like, yes, um, you know, Martin had a dream. Yes, Obama wanted change. But for us to come so far, you sit and you actually look out and look back we really haven't come that far. Like, granted, yeah. granted, like we have, but we haven't in the same sense. Like, you know, depending on the area you're in, you still can't drive in certain parts of Texas or you can't drive through certain areas because you could be lynched. Like people are still to this day getting lynched and getting, you know, like this isn't something that happened so long ago. And I think that people think that this stuff was so long ago 56 years ago, 60 years ago, we were not diverse. 60 years ago, you couldn't even date somebody outside of your race. It was against the law to marry somebody that was white. That's not that long ago. Yeah. Um, like, literally, 60 years ago, there were segregated bathrooms. Yeah, Only I mean, 60 uh, years ago. What's it called? My grandfather... Uh, He's from Panama, but he he's dark, so you know they, he black, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, like when they were trying to buy a house, you know, when they first came out, and like he had you know 
he was stable, you know, had an education, the whole bit, you know, graduated from SC and everything. And he still had problems with them trying to buy a house in, in California, too. They're not even in the South. This is mm-hmm. uh, like San Bernardino, Riverside, California. And they still wouldn't try to, like, approve him to just go buy a house, you know, just so he could live and be stable and, like, set up a family, you know. The thing about that, and that's California. So, and California's like the most free state out of, you know, basically all of yeah, them. Yeah, we're know? a blue state, yeah. so. Yeah, so, like, imagine that. And that's only 60 years ago, you know. So, so it's come to the show, you know. With that being said, how do you guys feel about dating outside of your race and and why it's important to date outside your race and then how it's looked um how it's frowned upon with with some people um i I think that i think that um i feel that women get more slack than guys do um in that aspect um but i don't know what are your guys' thoughts i mean i'm dating outside my race right now and sometimes it does get frustrating you know i will admit that you know because like since my girlfriend's not black i feel like she doesn't always like understand like my life basically you know mm-hmm. and that does get kind of annoying sometimes but i mean she makes an honest effort too but me knowing that she's not black i also have to remind myself that she'll never realize that you know mm-hmm. so it's all about like how comfortable are you with that fact and realization that like there will always be even how thin that line might get there's always going to be a line there you know yeah and also like if i decide to like marry my girlfriend have kids i'll start to realize how that will go too you know but uh i don't know it's been like a big i think journey for me as far as like relationships and dating have gone and i think i think we went back to this a while ago when we were talking about a different question about like what people see on tv about black people yeah. stuff like that too which is also what I saw on TV because there's not a lot of black people in Oxnard, you know? So like what you see mm-hmm. on TV with black people, it's like kind of what you start to envision a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I see like, you know, housewives yelling and kind of like ghetto type stuff, you know, I'm like, dang, like, I don't want to be with someone that's black if that's what I'm going to get, you know? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want no food you will you know? Yeah. And you see that <laughs> in your families like, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I grew up in a military family, so I don't really see it Uh-oh. that much. It's kind of strict, you know, like it's, yeah. it's by the book, make your bed in the morning, you clean the house, you know, go to school, get good grades. You know, you better get, you better get that college degree because you don't have to, you don't want to go to the military like I had to go to, you know, yeah. it's a whole conversation, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but seeing that, I was like, dang, like if that's what it is, that's not what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the older I get, the more I'm introduced to black people that, you know, want to be educated, want the same things I want and aren't like, you know, super loud and rowdy and everything like that, you know? And I'm like, dang, I was like, for the longest time, I didn't even know people like that existed besides like myself and my sister, you know? And so with that like eye-opening kind of thing, it's like, dang, like, you know, like who knows what's, you know, meant, meant for the future, but I'd be more open to dating like even inside my race now because of like the people I've met throughout the years now you know so it's like it's definitely like a pros and cons I think a little bit of it but I feel like both definitely have like heavy pros I guess and definitely both definitely have like some cons sometimes you know but I feel like you have to find like who's for you and I feel like that's like the biggest thing about it you know yeah. it's like who's like I think you told me earlier today it's like what's for you will always be meant for you yeah, you I know? tell you that. And that, and goes, that goes same with you know whoever you end up being with is like whoever's mm-hmm. for you like that that's for you you know, no matter what race they are. And if 
you know, they are a different race than, you know, like I said before, you got to, you know, make those realizations about what you have to go through and how you want to move forward with that. Yeah, I mean, you just know you're going to get the books, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to get the books, you know, you're going to hear things from your family. Yeah, like, I mean, and it's nothing, nothing like crazy comments, you know, there's side comments here, there, you know, like, oh, yeah, is that, oh, he dates white girls, or like, you know, he's into this, and oh, yeah, you know, he don't worry, he's not going to have black kids, and also, like, grandparents and stuff, you know, like, so you're going to marry a black girl, right, like, it's comments like that, but you, you should be able to date whoever rides with you. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes to. You want someone who you can be completely yourself with, and like, do you feel that race. you can be your complete self with someone that's not black? I mean, so, I am with my yeah, yeah, but like, she's not. She's not. But like you just said though. you said that she doesn't fully get things. So okay, well, like, well, yeah. I mean, like when you say like fully myself, it's like when we're like driving the car. And like, let's say like Angie Stone come on, you know, or Anthony Hamilton, Hamilton mm-hmm. comes on, like, shoot, I'm singing, you know, like that's that's yeah. me, you know, I'm yeah. Anthony Hamilton during that moment, but she's not Anthony <laughs> Hamilton with me, and that's what gets frustrating sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew if it's I like, like was this... dating someone in my race, you know, they'd be, you know, they, 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 yeah, it's uh, it goes to the whole thing is like, do they like you? You can be yourself, but even when you're you're 100% yourself with that person which is what is ideal they're still probably only going to understand 85% of you and do you yeah. guys find that challenging sometimes yes you know but I feel like it's always like something's going to be a challenge you know something's got to be hard you know it's not yeah. even if I dated someone that was also black like they're not going to understand my life completely because Sarah you, you know my life and you know yeah. how like I've been through certain things. No one can understand those things. Yeah. Even if they've been through the mm-hmm. same things, like it, it's probably not going to come forward the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you know, something's going to be a struggle, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you got to pick your struggle in a way. Yeah, exactly. Pick your struggle. Okay. Yeah, I, can deal with, I can deal with that. You don't have to fully understand, but, you know, making an effort and you know caring for me and you know being willing to step up i appreciate that yeah i mean i have like some white friends that are are so woke and and they just get it and that there's the term of like um there's people that are white and people that happen to be white and i feel that my white friends happen to be white (laughs) meaning that like they white but they ain't really white they're like dark white you know <laughs> um so like but me personally i i don't see anything wrong with dating outside of your race however i'm just not attracted to white girls so that's me my thing like it has nothing to do with them being white in a sense it just doesn't you know like there's something about you know unseasoned kool-aid you know i need a little bit more sugar and you like your shit bland like that just ain't gonna work for me you know <laughs> um and just certain foods that you eat like it's just those type of things like it, it like I'm never gonna date a vegan because I'm not going vegan like I may try it for a time but it's pretty good though man I'm not, I like no no, no I've had vegan food stomach. several times there's some, <laughs> some stuff I ate that I couldn't even tell the difference but I'm still gonna get some macaroni and cheese and I need it to have cheese in it not whatever yeah. the hell that is yeah man and, and then I'm like, so you're just gonna let you're gonna just gonna let these animals die in vain? They already dead. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it goes to to my point is that like there's certain things that I can't compromise for myself um and that's just me speaking that doesn't mean that I'm gonna marry somebody black um it just means that I you know who knows but, but like I'm talking this podcast right now and in five years right now you might see me married to a white woman um but again she's gonna be dark white. Uh, <laughs> but that that's just you know my my look on it. I just don't feel that they um don't fully understand um but i mean that's where again it, it's all about teaching like who wants to be american this day and age because realistically speaking america is not meant like it wasn't meant for us like if you look at the constitution and everything like they even when they like when you think about it when you really really think about it slavery technically never ended they were able to still capture black people now they just put them in prison. Like there was, you know, like it, it realistically, that's why the prisons are so heavy. They found a way to still be able to capture black people and and make it a law, make it the law. Um, read, read on your constitutional rights because the first, the first 13 amendments, the first 12 amendments don't apply to us because we were slaves. We didn't have any rights at that time. So those first 13 or 12 amendments don't apply to us at all. Like, when you think about it, like, the, the whole thing needs to be rewritten. And I think that a big thing today is that, like, with the whole thing that happened with the Capitol a few weeks ago, um, and how all these white people marched charge the Capitol, and everybody was like, oh, my God, like, um, this is a double standard. And I'm like, it's not a double standard. For it to be a double standard means that they see us equally and that we are go through the same things, but they don't see us equally. Therefore, how they treated those white people and how they treated these peaceful protesters are two different things because we are not the same. They don't see us the same way. Therefore, it's not a double standard. That's why they were not shooting them. That's why they were no rubber bullets or gassing them and, and everything. When, when these people were actually attacking them, it's crazy. I mean, the amount of videos that you see where black people are literally just there minding their own business with a sign getting arrested or pepper sprayed or minding their own business, just standing still. Um, and these white people are in there charging them, beating up officers. And then you got the officers that are just letting them go, marching with them into the Capitol. So it, it, we, we are not the same. So again, with the original question I was saying is, you know, there's two different types of Americas. There's America and there's Black America. Before I let you guys go, can you please tell the people where they can find you? And uh, yeah. Not all at once. Uh, oh, my Instagram is <laughs> Easton24. That's E-A-S-T-E-N-2-4. That's it. <laughs> I think my Snapchat's the same thing, but I'm not going to add you back yet. I'm there. <laughs> you can subscribe, though. <laughs> you can subscribe. I don't add everyone on Snap. You know, but, same. You know. <laughs> And yourself, Zach? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a little burner, so uh, we're going to keep that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to mention that one. So, you yeah, guys I'm not can't... on social media. Um, but, yeah, again, thank you guys again. I really appreciate this. Um, and uh, check out my next episodes, guys. Um, I'm going to have sure. celebrity guests on there. I have a, um, 
I just booked one right before this call with a singer. So I'm super stoked about that. And then I um, I have one with Con Killion, um, amazing singer that's coming out on the 16th. Um, and yeah, so the whole thing about the podcast again is create your own story. So I wanted to bring you guys on here so you guys can tell your story, not have anybody else tell it for you. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.